Hey there, uh, it's Oscar here, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Wrangle Podcast. So, on today's episode, we talked about many, many different topics, um, such as whether we should defer university or not for coronavirus, um, cancel culture, um, transgender rights, gender-neutral bathrooms, um, whether our unconscious biases can have an influence on our decisions, and um, ways that we can help uh, end racial inequality. Um, so we talked about all those um, cool topics, and I'll hand you over to Kai. Um, hello everyone, I'd just like to say a big thank you to Sam for editing all of this. He's done an incredible job on episode 1-2, and I'm sure he's going to do a wonderful job on episode 3 as well. I'd also like to say thank you for everyone else who joined us on the Skype call, because you're all very woke, and you um, created a really interesting conversation. So, thank you. Yeah, so, without um, further ado, um, let's get right into the podcast. Okay, right. I've got the camera going now, and now I can give you my full attention. So, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Now we are important. More. Now, now we're podcasting. Uh, now it's working very nice. Two minutes early as well, no way. All right, wow, that's really good. Oh, champ. <clears throat> Who have we got? We've only got five people this time. That's quite peculiar. <laughs> How many people was there last time? I think it was like a lot. So. There was nine. Nine, all right, yeah. Nine? That's cool, wow. Yeah. Pretty good. Nine, 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 nine. A few people have said that they're all not, just not available today and will be next time, so. All right, okay. It's all good. That's, that's cool. Our com- combined IQ is high enough to replace them. <laughs> it's at least in double digits. Yes. <laughs> Smarter than a cat. Um, that's important. Actually, cats are very smart. So that's generous. I don't know if I'm smart than my cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some can be smart. Some can be a little bit dopey. Um, my mind's a bit dopey as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to fill up my water bottle and then I'm going to read out the first things I wrote down on the little notes thing. Whoa! Wait, are we going to do an intro? Oh, he's gone. Yeah. I've got um, two bottles of, well, a bottle and a glass of water to prepare myself for the podcast. Prepared. Just to sustain myself and keep myself going, like. (laughs) Hydration is important. Very important. Get a coffee on the scone, that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> that way you can podcast away. Podcast. You know what, shall I set up um, OBS um, to record the podcast? I've got it done. Oh, have you? So oh, right, that's brilliant. It's all good, thank you. We're professional here. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. There's no room furniture here. <laughs> no set that here. <laughs> hasn't seen episode one and two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen one. One was good. I'm looking forward to two, but I haven't had a chance yet. I, I do not know where the episodes are, so I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> I watched one on YouTube. I like it. It's funny. On YouTube? Yeah, I want them. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Yeah, I think you've got, like, 
Yeah, I'm logged into this YouTube studio of the account. We've got like nine subscribers, I think. Something like that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, we've got people commenting on it as well. But the people commenting on it, I think, are just bots trying to advertise all yeah. various things. But but we've got some action going on. So that does something, even though it's a bot. Well, not not, not the best, but well, well, I'm gonna drop a comment right now. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, I put We're a comment on the first one, and I put very original first. Down. <laughs> I don't want to hear their own voice. <laughs> yeah. First of the first is what you were. Yes. <laughs> well, I think you were the first subscriber, guy. I think. <laughs> no, you're supposed to tell them that. <laughs> I was the first comment. I was the first comment. You were the. Second one was Timmy's mom. <laughs> we sip it. Sip, 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 indeed. Yes. Why don't we go around the? Uh, oh, oh, no, yeah, I need to. Oh, shit. Um. There you go. Drop the comment on there. Mm. Oh, lovely. I'm going to go onto the um, YouTube studio and heart your comments. <laughs> Whoa. Promote yourselves. Right. Self-promotion is the best promotion we're on about. Very true. Very true. Oh, yes. The advertising model for this podcast is just spam following a lot of people. You're going to make a... Uh, YouTube community comments saying follow for follow next 200 people. <laughs> oh god. I didn't know that you could heart and like comments at the same time. That's really Whoa, cool. You really love it, man. That's pretty cool. What was the comment, by the way? Uh, the comment was sexy ep best podcast ever. <gasps> This is the kind of feedback that we need to share on our Instagram page. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> this is how we take over the world. <laughs> Joe Rogan, fucked. Yeah. Um, who else? He's fucked. I didn't own any other podcasters apart from that one. Call them all out for a fight. Man, I've passed all the competition. Man, Joe Rogan is next. We could do podcast diss tracks, but it's, <laughs> but it's like the entire podcast is just an hour long diss track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we'll leave all the social boxing fight, and then, and then we'll have like it's podcast just... champions. Yeah. Three full jazz as a podcast. All the subs. Oh. Mm. That would get the viewers hyped. <clears throat> yes. I would do indeed. Question Are we doing intro? Oh, yes, that's yeah. the intro. Uh, um, right, okay. Uh, I did it all last do, time. Or so. should we do the intro after we've done it so we know what to say? Now, we've got two well, intros. We've got the one afterwards which introduces the topics that we talked about, and we've got the one right now which introduces the people who are here. Actually, yeah, that's true, yeah. Okay. So, who, who's, uh, who's going? Ethan's very good at doing the intro on the podcast one. <sighs> Putting the spotlight on me, are you? <laughs> Oh, disgusting. Alright, um, I think other people might be joining us, maybe, but that'll be throughout the podcast. So, hello and welcome to The Big Wrangle. Uh, today, 
Uh, we are joined by it's a total of five people, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, myself. Uh, if you want to go do the rounds, I'm Ethan. Hello. Uh, do you do you all want to introduce yourself so we actually know who's talking rather than just me saying the names this time? Yeah. Name. Okay. Hi. Um, I'm Oscar, and I'm also. I keep going back to the original first trailer that we did, and it's like. Hey, if hey, if it works, it works. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm, Austin, <laughs> and I'm here on the podcast as well. Hi. Hi, I'm Kai. I'm hot. True. That's very true. Yes. <laughs> More introductions. Everyone must say who they are. Hey, if they I'm Sam. Them. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, first yeah, name basis. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm Gabby. Ooh. And I make everything worse. False. But well, oh, right. um, um, does that mean we have to kick you out of the podcast? <laughs> and we're gonna lose all of our followers. I mean, we would lose all of our followers. Hey, I promoted you on my Instagram. Don't kick me off. And I appreciate it beyond belief. Yes. <laughs> Uh, others might join uh, throughout the portion of the call, but as it stands, this is, uh, this is who's here. So shall we make a smooth, smooth as butter transition to uh, the first topic, Kai? Yeehaw. Um, to start off, I'm going to ask everyone, apart from one person who's in year one, um, everyone, and also maybe... Actually, no, never mind. Um, Oscar. Um, <laughs> Hello. Hello. Move them and gravel. I know what your thoughts are on deferring a year. Explain them. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So, um, basically, you know, of course, with the coronavirus, um, there's, um, you know, with universities, it's like, we kind of changed everybody's plans, and a lot of people are thinking, you know, maybe they should defer a year or do like a gap year or something or just go to university and I I personally am I'm just gonna go to university in September mainly because I just I'm kind of excited for it and I've been you know given an unconditional offer because of the coronavirus which is I'm really grateful for but pretty uh, um, because of that I'm just gonna sort of go while I to have the chance but ultimately it's up to the individual you know if you want to defer the year that's, that's cool but yeah, that's my plan, but yeah. Question for those who don't know what it means, and also me, what does defer a year mean? All right. Okay, so uh, deferring um, a year is basically where, you know, you're going to go to university uh, in September uh, of this year, but you decide that actually you want to go to university in September next year. That's basically what it is. Ah, okay. Yeah. Check it out. Um, Sam, I can't remember what you put in the poll because I did. We did do um, a little Instagram poll, and um, I don't know what the results were. Which <laughs> <I should do. laughs> it was done. That's all that matters. No, I think. Personally, I'm not on a defer. Uh, I don't know if it'd be an option there, but I just. I feel like we've been off for so long. We finished early. I'm, I mean, per, I, I'm speaking for myself. Here. I'm bored. Oh, I know I would be bored. But uh, by the time it comes around, so, you know, like, we need a bit of routine. It's easy to do work. It's easy to have a personal life. I get how like, people are concerned about safety and stuff, but my universities have emailed me with their plans. 
it makes sense. You know, there's going to be like subject bubbles, going to be separated places. I mean, in Cambridge, there's different colleges, so it's much easier to manage the spread of the thing. I feel I feel safe going, and I feel like at some point we need to get back to normal as well. That's my opinion, really. Mm. Be spicy. Um. Anyone else have any thoughts? I have some thoughts, but share your share your thoughts, my friend. Um. I I I'm still sort of undecided. I'm kind of at the moment. If I had to like decide now and then, that was forever what I was going to do. I'd probably not defer. Um. Things that are like bouncing around in my head, not so much safety because I feel like things are going to be okay. But then, I think it's more of like what the situation is going to be like as far as what we're actually able to do when it comes yeah. to time. We just don't know yet. Mm. But things like how accommodation is going to work. Are we ever going to be able to like talk to the people in person that we're staying with? That kind of thing. And it sounds like we are. It sounds like they're going to do something funky with accommodation, but. You're still going to have the six or seven or eight people that you have in a corridor kind of thing. And yeah. that's, that's like the main concern that you would just miss out that social bit entirely. Um, I guess it's also a bit of a pickle with the, the like next year is going to be a bit fucked because it's going to be like tons of people oh, true. Yeah. last year. Yeah. And with the competitive courses, I don't know how deferrals work, but it's going to be like ultra competitive next year. Yeah. Um, which is going to be a bit hard. And also with like safety and stuff, there's going to be a ton fewer people actually going to uni, because of foreign students obviously, but also just other people deferring. Um, it's probably going to be a lot less packed than it normally is. And there's still obviously going to be steps as well, so mm. I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Yeah, yeah. so, so. Oh, you, you go ahead, Sanders, again. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, like uh, you were saying about kind of subjects and stuff and the uh, accommodation. Like from what I've heard of, like the plan I quite like a lot is you'll stay in accommodation with the people you do subject with. So I do history. I'll probably be in accommodation with about six other people who are in my class in history. So it's kind of like the same thing like a household now, which is like another one with your course, which kind of makes me feel good because then you can still socialise with people. Although, there are, some people might get kind of frustrated seeing the same people over and over, but I suppose it's better than nothing. I just kind of feel like I want to I want to get on and drive my life forward now. I don't want coronavirus to dominate years. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that you bring up uh, accommodation because I think, you know, there's a lot of you know, debate about what will happen. And my uni, my uni is actually a really small university, so they can kind of hold classes socially distanced okay in in the classroom but uh, I think you know with accommodation because it's such a small uni it's you know all private accommodation so I think probably it will be a case of like um, if there's a localized outbreak then they're probably going to have to like sort of quarantine the accommodation or anything or, yeah you know and that might get you know a bit annoying but to be honest I, I would rather go to university and just do university I mean I would hate to do university from my home in Shrewsbury um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, enter the Tommy hello Tommy howdy you said howdy last time I always I, say I was, howdy uh, I was waiting for a break to say that he, he might uh, join in a minute but uh, he beat me to it <laughs> always do true Tommy this is very good timing um, what are your thoughts on deferring 
uh, deferring university yeah. Yeah. Uh, this year in, in particular. Yeah. Um. Hmm. What What are you What are you planning on doing? Well, I'm, staying or you, I'm doing. I'm doing a gap year, and I was always doing a gap year. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well. I never. I never had the chance to defer. Sadly. If you weren't doing a gap year. <laughs> if I wasn't, I'm going to... I'd. I'd still go. I probably. I think I don't want to defer a year, so I just would be like, nah, I don't want to do that. So I, I wouldn't, because I've been looking forward to doing, um, like, going to uni for a while, um, and I'm just like, deferring it would just kind of, I don't know, it gets in the way of a lot of things, and I don't, I don't yeah. like it. If it's for safety's sake and needs to be done, then I will, but I feel like by the time it starts again, it should have died down enough for it to be like controllable or allowed. Like, even if you like do remote courses and stuff, like the course I want to go for because it's an art course, I can't do it remotely because I, I need like all the facilities. Yeah. But if it's like, I don't know, if it's need be, I, I'll like not enjoy it. But if it has to be done, then it will be done. But personally, I'd prefer to go uh, when you're supposed to. Hmm. I also think that, like, as far as stuff to do next year, I think next year it's probably good, it's quite reasonable to think that things will be mostly back to normal by, like, late next year, at least. But then, as far as, like, jobs and stuff, there's... I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be, like, tons of jobs available because everyone's quit, or or businesses are fucked and they, like, can't hire any more people. I yeah. Don't, I, don't I think the latter, I reckon, yeah. Yeah, jobs are... Uh... Ugh. Jobs are ugh. they're um they're not gonna do too hot for a while, uh, it seems. Yeah, I mean I think maybe if you know we do go to university now and not defer. You know, a uni a uni course is um three years, so maybe in the three years time, you know, maybe things might have covered a little bit and maybe it might be you know, a little bit easier to find a job, but still I think, you know, now is you know, it's gonna be very difficult, especially, you know, if you're just coming out of university. But but yeah. No, I agree with that. Something that my mum was thinking about, I don't know why, it's not my main concern, but, um, um, <laughs> I think I know what this be. <laughs> the thing about, like, Freshers Week and, like, partying at the start, it's not, like, a massive thing because I think um, staying in the corridors with a group of people is more important than that, but just as far as, like, the principle of social life being resumed, I think they're probably going to do something like have a second social, um, a second Freshers' Week, like, maybe, like, March next year when things are possible. That'll be good. Like that. Yeah, I think they might do something like that. Yeah, I think so. It could all be a lie. That's what I'm worrying, I suppose. Because, like, the idea of if you do go there and then Freshers' Week is, like, online or... Yeah, it's like a virtual Freshers' Day. Like, I can't that be depressing, if anything. Could you imagine, like, a video of, like, people on a rowing machine? Join the rowing club online. <laughs> and it's, it's not the same thing, I don't think, but, you know. Yeah, that would be a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go into that. <laughs> Got, like, a virtual counter for each, like, stroke that you do. pushes it a bit yeah. further. Yeah. Mm. Um... On 
subject of universities, this is a bit of a strange um, segue, um, but no it's not. Um, we're we're going to jump right into a separate one. Um, Go right ahead. One solution <laughs> to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Decent segue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was um, doing things like offering um, black people university for free and also like all the other shit like that. And I wondered what your thoughts were as in like, is it going to spread the divide even further because people are going to be like, oh, why do black people get it and I don't kind of thing? Or do you think it would benefit because it's going to unfuck a little bit more than it has um, the social divide, the um, economic divide and educational divide that is between races? Mm. Well, I, I think personally, universities should be made free regardless of race, but that's like for everybody, but that's, yes. you know, that's a whole another debate, really. Um, that's another bag of onions. Yeah, that is another bag of yeah. onions. <laughs> um, a lot of sack potatoes. Yeah. Exactly. But, but yeah, I think um, it's important to, you know, address um, inequality because the amount of inequality that black people and that BAME people face is really concerning and we must do something to address this. And I think I think maybe offering, you know, scholarships would be a great idea. You know, like Stormzy did his um you know, his yeah. scholarship. But I think like yeah, I think that that would be a good idea. Um Is it because the, the thing about like it creating a divide rather than um, bringing people together, that was just the thing that I thought of. I hadn't heard anyone say that. I don't yeah, know I mean, I don't think any university or any, um, or the government should require that all universities have zero fees for uh, one race and fees for another race, you know, because that, that's, that's just not right. Um, even, even if it's in like both ways, regardless, but I think of helping to, you know, divide, to, you know, help, helping to end inequality and racial injustice, you know, is something that everybody must do. And I think, you know, we, we must, we must, you know, work, work on that, you know, but yeah. Mm. That's, that's, that's yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah, I, to be honest with you, I'm not too sure on this because no, not long ago, for a long time, I was pretty set on the idea that there should be these, you know, encouraged uh, discrimination where they, you know, help support people because their race is less advantaged and such. But then, because of this Black Lives Matter movement, I was speaking, I hate saying this phrase, speaking to some of my black friends, and um, they sort of expressed that some of them don't really like the idea of this. Like, one of my friends said they don't like Black History Month. With this idea that they get singled out, and I don't know if that's because you know we're in Shropshire and there's not many many people here. The whole idea of having different colour skin might be singled out already, so maybe they have a different experience from somewhere else. But like they didn't like the idea, you know, just because their race is being picked out and then made feel different because of it. So like for me now, I don't really know what the best solution is. Like, should we just provide scholarships to people who are less likely to have an education because of their economic background? Like, I don't know. I think it's a sensitive issue that it's not as simple to just say, oh, thank you so much, people have more, more likely a way of getting in. I think it's going to have to care to think about it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, I think, I think One of should... the main... Oh, you go ahead, sorry, it's okay. Uh, it's because I'm, like, I said about how 
some people would be like, oh, why do black people get this special treatment? Is it sort of trying to balance economic inequality and then also the social aspect to it? So it's sort of, if you were to smell the black race, as you said, people probably wouldn't be very happy. But then you also want to address the economic inequality. So it's sort of like if you try and focus on one side, you make the other side unhappy. So it's sort of trying to find that balance, I think, is um, the main thing behind this. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like a balance in, in everything, really, of whatever set policy, you know, you're, you're thinking of. But, yeah, I mean... I suppose the, 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 the pickle to that, and it's, you, you're completely true what you said, is that, like, at the moment, white people are happy and black people are not, justifiably, obviously. So I guess it can't really be any worse than it is now making, I don't know, it's a bit weird. It's a bit of a pickle. I don't know what to think about it. Like, I, I feel like, for some reason I feel like it's just like a token effort, sort of like, yeah, given this. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. I think yeah. I, yeah I, I, uh, I agree with making, like, uh, universities free for everyone, because, um, you know, if you're invest, you you literally you can't go wrong investing in education. You can't yeah. because it just means you have an educated workforce or just you know learning good. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. bad about about um, people learning. Um, but yeah, no, like just saying like this. Uh, it's sometimes it uh, like most things. There's no really like correct thing to do because for a lot of people it will just say like oh you're just distracting from the main issue or something like that like it'll feel like you're just like ah oh, take this and stop complaining you know it'll just feel like like that to a lot of people yeah um, and I can under I can understand why it might feel like that so I don't know it's it's strange mm. yeah I, I get what you mean um... that made me think of when you were saying that just how like just addressing that one teeny weeny bit of um, black universities, the, the the effort should be focused on solving the reasons why you'd even want to propose an idea like giving black people f university for free. They shouldn't like have to have that as an opportunity. It should be just like equal. Kind yeah. Of thing. It's, so like, even if you did have this policy, you know, it's not you're not going to end racism just by having this policy. You know, there's many. You know, there's issues of racism in in society elsewhere that you know we must deal with. So I think you know we need a more you know sort of general. We we just need to stop racism at the end of the day, you know, um, and just treat everybody like human beings because you know we all breathe the same air. We all live on the same planets. You know, let's start off with that and then come up with a consensus. Like you know, mm. but yeah. I mean, it's racism, obviously. You can try and minimise it as much as possible. Mm, yeah, yeah. For example, because I mainly hear that in the US context, but I heard that I read something that it could actually be possibly harmful to minorities because then it creates a sort of environment where they themselves may feel like they don't deserve to be there. Mm. Say a, That's true. and that other people may believe that they will put their affirmative action not their own men. so it's a nice it's sort of something that's like a nice idea and I think it could work in certain contexts but you have to be careful 
just you saying that then reminded me of like the whole contextual offer thing that some unis do and like just because you live in a certain area and like have a, have been to a certain school you kind of you get in easier it's just a fact yeah and it feels a bit like the more in the face that you're like less effort to do the same thing kind of thing I know, because um, well, obviously my, my parents work in the fire service, they do bring up that uh, when they're hiring new people, like looking for new hires, um, there's like a massive diversity drive going on. And uh, they did it, especially for women, um, and the, will, the way they did it was um, they lowered the uh, physical requirements for women for the um, like on-call offices and stuff like that, which meant that it was actually lower then, like, the physical, like, the limit they needed to reach was lower than the equipment was. So, like, they need to be able to lift, like, so many tons or whatever, or, like, so many kilograms or something. Mm. But the ladders and the equipment they used was heavier than that. So they literally were endangering people for diversity's sake. Um, and, it, like, they often bring up the whole, you know, you just get... Like you get hired easier just because you're from this place, or because you're a woman, or because you're a man, or whatever. Because it's like forcing you to, like they're just trying to force diversity, and it's just pointless because it should it should be based off of merit. Um, so I can see where a lot of the whole, like the benefits from it come, but I can also see where people would get annoyed, where it's just you've only hired me because I'm black or Asian or a woman or whatever, and it's like I I should get it on my own merit. Yeah, I, I, I do, you know, I, I agree with you on that, because, like, you know, if you look at it, you know, like, from that particular situation, you know, what's more important, you know, putting a fire out or not being able to put a fire out and having, you know, somebody die for the sake of, you know, diversity, you know, obviously, you know, safety is the most important thing. I mean, I think what I was going to say, you know, is, like, if you, you know, leave it so that um, people apply, um, you know, to jobs based off of merit and merit only, then although, you know, that's a fair fair system, it's still going to get, you know, uh, white, uh, rich uh, men in um, city banking, you know, banking jobs in the city or whatever, or politicians. Um, so I think the uh, real issue, if you want to have diversity in the workplace everywhere, is to just try and maybe sort of, you know, deal with um, the, uh, you know, the stigmas and, you know, like, oh, nursing's for girls and um, firefighting, stereotypes that people have about careers. And because these stereotypes, they, um, they, they can influence somebody, you know, at a very young age, you know. Mm. Yeah. I think maybe it, does, it, it does feel like a lot of the um, things are just, like, token the issue is solved when really it's like a, a different root cause that causes like this um, this divide, yeah. like the lack of encouragement for people of colour or um, women or men or you know whatever, whoever it affects in these positions. Like you, you don't, you know, like all it's the whole thing of like role models and like children's media and stuff. Like you see a lack of like like all of the nurses are women and all the doctors are men, so it's like unconsciously encouraging men to be doctors and women to be nurses or that that sort of thing so it's like it ties into a deeper issue that affects yeah that needs to be yeah. solved differently than just hey you can do this free but it's like you yeah, don't really want to do that yeah really. that, there was a thing that we talked about a little while ago i can't remember what it was it was something about i think the issue was gender um only it was um like the amount of women in stem and 
some then a point was raised about how like <coughs> the fact that classes are basically all boys, it kind of it might put people off from it. I don't know, I can't remember what the, the conclusion from that was, but but yeah, I, I definitely agree that like there are there's better the, ways of dealing the, with the it. Pay on debate club, you mean? Yeah. I think we just ended talking about the studies done in very egalitarian countries and how how even there we'll still see stark gender differences in jobs. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, that's true. There is an issue uh, raised as well from some people, like that sometimes there's an argument we focus too much on differences of like oh, there needs to be more women and people are saying. Actually, the solution could be to just not think about it at all. Although, what do you guys think about? Because I think that's kind of hard. Just sort of say, oh, let's just ignore the fact there are different genders, races, etc., and just say we're all humans. I mean, on the side of meritocracy and egalitarianism, I'd say it's it's worth it. But I don't know if we're capable of doing that yet. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's a fact that I mean, ideally, you should only consider what's relevant to the job. Just full stop. Like, anyways, but. People are people, and, like, you know, there are aspects as well. Like, you can say, only look at their qualifications, um, but you still have to assess the person for who they are yeah. in terms of, like, you know, interpersonal skills and yada, 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 and human being aspects, like emotion, and not just, I got X amount of numbers in Y amount of tests. <laughs> so it's, it's like, I don't really know, like, uh, I don't know, it's hard. Like, it's it's... It, it will affect people, like, the way people communicate, whether or not they're male or female anyways, because that's just, that just happens between people. That's not necessarily a bad thing. That It can be, but uh, I don't know. I know it's, um, in terms of, like, obviously this is a, a very specific example, but, like, in terms of therapy and stuff like that, like, um, oftentimes it's more comfortable for people to have, um, like, a therapist of the same, um, same or similar background as them. Or, you know, gender or sex or whatever. Because people, because they can communicate with them easier because they feel like they know them better, like, subconsciously, perhaps. It's, it's, I think there's probably been studies on it, but I am too small brain and also trying to multitask, so I can't really go into detail. But it's a potential. Um, it can affect it, but for many things it probably shouldn't, but it still does, so it still should be considered. But for the most part, it probably, like, shouldn't. You know, you should put a CV in, and if you just put, like, with, you know, no name, so nothing suggested where you're from or who you are, just what your qualifications are, then they won't know until you do an interview. Yes, it might depend on the type of job, probably. Like, if you're looking for jobs that maybe something like cultural differences might be more relevant, you might want to have your work want to have diversity as a certain focus, obviously not your total focus, but a certain focus. For example, like you said, therapy or maybe something like journalism, maybe hmm. a certain aspect of journalism. You want to look at different sides to learn more about different cultures and perspectives. But in terms of like, I don't know, a banker or an accountant, I don't see why race or sex should be a particular merit. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I do remember actually. There was um. It's it's kind of relevant. They they did like there was like a, a hiring for an orchestra, 
or something that was done. Um, and like the, um, like men were being hired like eighty percent more than women or something like that. There was there was a a big difference uh, in in who was being hired, and they were like, okay, so let's do it anonymously. Uh, so they did. So they had like you know they couldn't see the the other person. There was no names, no nothing. Um, and they ended up there was still a disparity. Uh, so then they lay a carpet down. Uh, and then it was like 50-50, and the reason that they were doing that is because they could hear the women's high heels clicking on the floor, and that still led to them having a bias. Um, this is like the only closest topic anecdote that I can remember that's um, not fully relevant, but it, it was that was more to highlight that there is a disparity between people. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if the because the, the, like with firemen and like the army and stuff. I don't know about orchestras. There are like tinsy wincy things that might make someone be predisposed to be better at something. But then like, that shouldn't doesn't mean that anyone else can't be at that level. So I don't know. Yeah, like if it's yeah. if it's it's like um with a predisposition thing, people brought up um like the Olympics and stuff. And why, you know, shooting, why is shooting male and female? Because it's, you know, you don't have the only physical capabilities. It's just like dexterity. And can you hold something still? And obviously there's a lot more to it. I'm not a professional marksman. But, you know, there's no sort of, I need to be big, strong to shoot gun. You know, there's nothing like that. So you can't say that there is, and even even if if it is like, oh, men are stronger than women because biology, and it's supposed to be based on merit, so it's only fair if you do that. Then there are, well, you, wouldn't it be done in like weight classes as well, like wrestling? Because there are there are like um, loads of like in separation things. Like, there are people in the other groups that would smash, like a mixing of men and women. Like, I know there's, there's loads of them that have, like a female heavyweight lifter could weigh, could lift more than male heavyweight champion or whatever, you know, so like basing it on merit would mean it would be based on merit and not need to be separated by sex or gender. So, yeah. I forgot what my point was, but that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Because as far as like, <clears throat> when we were talking about the Olympics and like, testosterone and trans people and that kind of thing we always said that like maybe it's better to base it not on a gender category do it on like weight or yep. testosterone or something or a combination mm. but then i don't know that i'm sure that that has an application to like jobs and stuff but i, I don't know what it would be because it's not like you can have like a, a nat west where it's only women <laughs> or something yeah I mean, so the only, the only, like, most of the jobs that have, like, a, a sexual requirement or gender requirement or whatever that I could think of is, like, if you wanted that space to be all men or all women or something like that. Just just because, like, I know, um, there's people talking about, like, like all female gyms because it makes, like, it keeps, like, women more comfortable in that sense because oh, yeah. mixed gyms can be uncomfortable experiences for women sometimes. So, like, you wouldn't hire a dude to go work there because that defeats the point of it being all female. Um, and the same if it was all male, but usually they don't really put that across because, I guess, dudes are just fine doing. Um, and then again, that's probably part of the problem. But you know what I mean? Like, mixing it, um, like, if, if it's supposed to be a space that's all for this one type of person or these types of people, then 
it makes sense that a, a sexual agenda or race requirement, I guess, would be there. Yeah. It is a mixed bag, and there's no one hard and fast rule, sadly, that I can think of. I think that's the same in care work. I think you can have sometimes, for example, like women's support worker or something like that. I think oh, you yeah. Can that's true. They specifically say male or female. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it's like the thing where they ask you when you're yeah. pictures, like if you just feel more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially a big thing with like trauma and stuff. Mm. Uh. The, the whole like being comfortable with being like alongside another um, gender or sex that reminded me of something that I don't think we've actually talked about but I thought it was quite an interesting one. I don't know it was in the news, I don't know what happened I think it was that Boris Johnson made it so that trans people aren't allowed in their current um, sexes yeah and what do people think about that? Because I think most people would say like they should be allowed to um Obviously, to like, because it's their their sex. They've changed. They've that's just what they are now. So it would make them feel uncomfortable that they should have to go to the other one. But then, where, uh, maybe a point of debate, because I think that would be quite unanimous um, that it should be a thing. Maybe it's where do you draw the line as far as just like people um, choosing to identify. I'm doing a lot of inverted oh, for people who are on audio, um, like. Choosing to identify as a, a man or a woman so they can be a person. I mean, there's an issue of, like, comfort. I feel like forcing people to go into the bathroom they don't want to go into is just going to make more people uncomfortable than letting them go into the bathroom that they yeah. they want to go into. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like you shouldn't, like... I don't know. There's not really... Is there, if there's, like many cases of it being like an actual like abuse thing like trans men trans women going in there so they can perv on people then it's like if it's actually for safeguarding purposes and it's fine but i think it's for the most part not that and it's literally just yeah like they might do this so we don't want them in there so we'll just put this legislation in place sure. doing the thing where it's like they've got um they've got like anti-trans views but they're Pretending that they're not. They're just oh, but for the it's, it's for the 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 for the, the, the children. Do the for the children consider the children. I mean, you can't assume that. I think no, I know. It's, I mean, it's a legitimate point because it yeah, would be very yeah. easy to do. Yeah. If 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 you, if you were allowed to do that. Mm, my if point is, I don't know that nature who is mentally unstable and wants to do that sort of thing. They could mm. easily do it if they're allowed. So that's a legitimate point. Yeah, my point is, I don't know enough about it to see like if it was like a consistently, you know, if there was a lot of stuff saying, yeah, this happens a lot and we're genuinely concerned, then please do put that in place. Like, I would be willing for the protection of people to put up, make up a couple of people uncomfortable. But, like, if it's not a continuous thing, then it's very likely is um, just people disguising their own views as that. Um, but I think, I don't think it is that but i again I, I haven't actually looked up enough of stuff to say yes it is this or yes it isn't this 
I imagine, like a lot of supporters, <clears throat> I imagine. Bless <clears throat> you. <God. clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, it's there's probably going to be like a few people who have that. <clears throat> that is the situation for them. They're trying to mask it, but I imagine that there are a lot of people who do also believe that it is <clears throat> a genuine risk. What about the solution being like we had in Meal, if you care to remember, um, gender neutral toilets everywhere? Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. For example, because sometimes uh, there's also a safety. So I think gender neutral bathrooms are more available. I mean, mm. maybe not, not everywhere, not every bathroom be gender neutral. I mean, anecdotal. Totally, we had a gender-neutral bathroom in my secondary school, and it was disgusting. <laughs> they, so, I mean, they get groffy pretty fast. Yeah. On behalf of a boy, I take full responsibility for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was issues for both sexes, to be fair. I think the bathroom is something that yeah, and like an aspect of dysphoria is how you pass social, so I think generally if someone if say a trans man passes well as a man going into the male bathroom because you know the other men generally see it as another man and it would be uncomfortable if they were to go to a women's bathroom mm -hmm. and it also i can't with the social dysphoria At the moment, it's like people. There are tons of different um, and stuff in a world where toys are gendered, bathrooms yeah. are gendered, literally, basically, just everything mm. is gendered. And I feel like we're going to get to a point where nothing is gendered. And I think that's probably a good place to, good direction to. It's uh, interesting to think about, yeah. suppose, yeah. I feel like if we are moving towards that, we're definitely in a kind of transitioning process, and. I still think a lot of people wouldn't be comfortable with mixture as well as like uh, they were introduced in my secondary school about halfway through we had a new building and like the teachers were all it's gonna be a positive new thing, you know. Within two months there was a campaign by students who never campaigned about anything before to get them removed and they became gay. Yeah, I'm not even lying, yeah. Um, girls said they felt intimidated because they could hear boys peeing next to them. Um, they both felt intimidated being shared there, but I think for people who want to are okay with it, there should be an option. So I personally, I, I don't see a problem having three toilets where you have one for the traditional female, traditional male, and the third for those people who feel comfortable mixed or are not bothered by it, you know, men and women who don't be offended by different people in there. Yeah, I think I, it, that's I, a way of everyone being comfortable with it, I think. Yeah, I think that would be a good sort of you know, transitional sort of way so that people would eventually feel comfortable with it, I think. Um, yeah, because I think it's important that, you know, everybody you know, feels comfortable everywhere, you know, especially, you know, using the bathroom. Like, yeah. yeah. Ideally, there would be soundproof walls because hearing anyone else pee next to you is just, yeah, in my opinion, I don't like, I don't like hearing the, the, yeah, the, the business so. going on, but, you know, I, I do understand what the point is. Good things about gender-neutral bathrooms, I'll just say that. Yeah. Mm. They actually had really tall walls and everything was really closed off. Everything hmm. else was, I mean, disgusting. Oh, Unless you went there early <laughs> in the morning. The yeah, great thing about the gender neutral bathrooms at our school was that um, they specifically put the mirrors at the entrances to the bathroom because there was a 
problem with girls just staying in the bathroom and like doing makeup for ages, mm-hmm. and like they were specifically doing that to drag out so they didn't have to go back to lesson. Um, so they put that in there to discourage students from doing it, and it worked because the girls started taking ages to do their makeup because it was in the entrances. They were blocking the toilets from everyone else, and yeah. everyone was like, "Can you move?" And they're like, "No, I'm doing my makeup." So they had to actually enforce them to move because they were just wasting time because they didn't want to go back to lesson, although they, like they were wasting time and break. Um, it was, and that was like a second. It was yeah, that was like a secondary benefit to it. But I mean, ours were I think ours were kept cleaner. Uh, but... Sorry, never mind. Yeah, also I think I'd like proper sort of fancy Dyson. Oh yeah, they had the weird Dyson ones. Yeah, we had. Those are yeah. scary. <laughs> we had mirrors. Very quick. And we had mirrors by the And we had a poster of butterflies for some reason. <laughs> you know, like types of butterflies. Oh. I mean, did, did you go to Neil? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We, wow. What? We're talking about the same bathroom. We are. Really. What yeah. a I can't. I can't remember the poster. I thought um, in, 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 my, in my brain that poster. I remember there being some decoration, but in my brain it's like human anatomy. So either I think humans are butterflies, or my memory is terrible. Uh, and I'm just gonna go with <laughs> I do remember what, what part of human anatomy are you imagining, Ethan? You know, like those generic posters you see in movies, and it's like the human body, and it's just like a torso, and he's like cut in half, and you can oh, see yeah. all the inside. It's, mm. it's like that, and like all the bones and stuff. It's it's not like it's not sexual anatomy, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> from me. I, I didn't know what he was saying. I'm just... No, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just you know, just to clarify in case that's what you're thinking. Um, but yeah, no, like my brain, my brain memory is bad. In general, I think having um, three bathrooms would be good because I mean, who's gonna say no to more bathrooms? Less queues, if anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, in everybody's perfect world, it would be good to have your own little private bathroom everywhere you go. But of course, you know, that's not possible. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, actually, I was at one university at uh, a uni open day, and what they did was pretty brilliant. Like, you know, they changed it. To, you know, it was a gender-neutral bathroom, but it was super fancy where, like, every single little one was, like, a cubicle where you go in and there's a toilet and then there's a sink and then there's a hand dryer. So it is literally, like, the own... Oh, that's crazy. You see that? Well, that it's cost a lot of money. So. Yeah, it cost a lot of money, but, yeah. But it's worth it. Uh, I mean, hell yeah. <laughs> For a fine... I was going to say fine dining experience, and that is not what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> fine people. Refine... Bathing experience? I'm just going to stop talking. Next question. Move on. <laughs> I'm, someone else speak. I'm, I've embarrassed myself too much. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> I, I don't... This might literally just be a thing that's just like, I ask it if it's a thing and it's not. Um, but a thing that I thought of was like... Um, would it be detrimental to people who find it important to express their genders, um, would it be detrimental to them if you create a society where gender doesn't matter? So, like, trans people can't go to their own toilet, and it gets mm. to the point where they can't, where there's, there's like, so few opportunities for them to express their gender, as in, like, they can't... Like, if handbags became completely gender-neutral and everyone had them, would they feel bad because... 
they can't like express that as being a um, a male thing or a female thing. I don't know. I I don't imagine I that think, would be a pickle. So. I think absolutely for people where gender is a massive important part of their identity, it would negatively impact them. But then again, one thing that would be worth it because I think there's so many toxic aspects of like um, having such a heavily enforced like gender binary. Mm. I don't nah, I don't think that's Gucci man. Like you know you know me. I wear literally whatever I want because I think it looks cool. I don't look good in all of it because I look like a goblin human. Lies. But you know, I don't really care. So my like that's my personal view on it. But it, there are people who to them like present, presenting as one way or another is really important to them. But then there is the potential of is that um, from like you know is that aspect of society um, you know like being such a heavily enforced gender binary because there's actually there's there's loads of cases of people who um, who thought they were trans because they didn't fit the gender binary enough and they thought like oh I don't feel comfortable doing all the manly things so I must be a girl or I don't feel comfortable doing all the girly things so I'm a man uh, I know it was a thing where that was quite common in um, autistic women I think. Because um, they did, they usually yeah, didn't fit. Right. Like, yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't fit the uh, the the female binary. So it was um, like they must be a dude, so then they'd be a trans person. But then they actually weren't that, and it was that was harmful to their health because they were taking medicine they didn't need and doing surgery that it was harmful to them. So it, it could be that if it became gender neutral, there would be less people who would think of themselves that way because. It's no longer as forced per se, um, yeah, but it's not necessarily a problem for people to want to present themselves one way or the other. It would just mean that it would kind of suck for them. Like, <laughs> I, I think that would be fine. I, I think I would, like that. That would be okay. Um, they'd be unhappy, but if more people would be made happy by it, it would be like a necessary sacrifice. Plus, in the transitionary period, like there would be time enough for more people to crop up doing, um, like, you know, you could, you could still do the things that are considered traditional. Um, so it wouldn't be like, you could never be, like, the most girly girl possible, or the most manly man possible. Like, those stereotypes will still exist, even if they are just for comic purposes. Um, and you, you could still, like, present yourselves as that, I think, slash hope. I don't know. Um... It, it depends on what what happens, you know. I suppose maybe if you're if that sort of thing is really important to you, then you maybe would attach um, certain gender characteristics to certain things. So if you even if like a handbag to everyone else was um, gender neutral, if you felt it was specific to a gender, maybe that would be enough satisfaction or like enough e expression that you'd feel comfortable about it and like still that you're able to express it so i don't know yeah yeah i i, I think I, I i like one can hope that if that's what happened that's how it would turn out and people would be able to wear it, it, it's like people it's like people who are like you know history buffs and they're like you know like vintage clothing and they, they wear like stuff that was popular in the 50s now that would True. just be like a fashion thing um True. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. to be honest, my stance on this is just be who you want to be. At the end of the day, you are you. Just be you. That's just my stance on it. Yeah. I'd agree with that, yeah. It's about individual expression. I don't think some people can be proud of their gender, etc., but I don't think it's a necessity. Like, mm -hmm. it's not care at all. It's about their individual person expressing themselves. 
Yeah, like if you're proud of that, then cool. If you're not proud of that, then also cool. You know, it's the same just for you. Like. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. I guess the, the uh, another thing that I thought of, um, um, it came from English language. I'm so glad I took that A level because it's <laughs> kind of useful this one time. English um, language bros, let's go. The, the thing about like um, gender performativity, where um, Angie was like. Um, how um, gender matters in well matters. Um, gender is a bigger impact on the situation that you're in in some circumstances, and then less in others. For example, it doesn't really matter when you're a teacher because if you're a man or a woman, you're a teacher. That's the main thing that's like dictating how the conversation is going to feel. But then mm. I guess like if you went to a tran um, what are those things called like drag queen things where that's like a um, the 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 like um, it's all it's like about a fashion contest sort of thing. Yeah, and it's that you've got like expectations of what kind of stuff you're gonna wear and stuff, and that specific situation, regardless of how gender neutral society is, if you just go into that one little room where a drag queen competition is going, you'd have the opportunity to um, express your gender if you felt that you weren't being able to express it in society in general. So I think there will be avenues for people to get the. Expression that they want, even if they're not such yeah, a they're just doing up their individual expression. Yeah, that's the thing. Like with with um, our drag acts, that you know that they're men. That's the whole. That's the whole part of their character. They're they're quite proud of underneath they are men. It's just like an alter ego situation. But so for them to assert that actually they're women or to attach it to that stereotype just seems kind of unfair. It's not really letting them express themselves individually, I suppose. To attach a gender to it seems unfair. Yeah. Just a genuine question. This is talking about a gender neutral society. So talking about as if the uh, enactment, you'll know what I mean, like saying, uh, pointing out the gender binary in the current space. I can't think of the word right now, but what is the issue? Of the gender binary being presented to society, like as at the moment, okay, what are the issues with using the gender binary? Because mm. to have to talk about a gender society, talk about the issues of the gender binary. Hmm. Good question. Um, I, I guess it means one of the well, probably the easiest thing is, especially in like you know children stuff. If you don't conform to this like uh, to this gender binary, you get bullied real easy. You know, yeah. like um, you know, you get like young boys they get bullied for being girly, and you know you like run you run like a girl, you throw like a girl, yada yada yada, and a lot of stuff. That's probably mixed in with like you know the general sort of True. misogynistic stuff. But like you know, if you say to a girl you look like a man, that's insulting. You know, there's like you, yeah. it, it, it increases like bullying and stuff. I guess to put it in the in the mm. fastest way possible. Um, so it, it can encourage a lot of the more like toxic aspects of just the generalized um, like stereotypes of the gender than it would allow for like the diverseness or the diversity. So I, f I feel like it it just has the potential to encourage a lot of negativity. Um, Rather quickly, but I don't know. Any anyone else has? I mean, yeah. I would, I would add, with these issues, does it have to 
automatically equate to a total gender-neutral society, or could there be just more of some societal changes, but not a complete destruction of the gender binary? Just what level? Hmm. Could be I don't think we could ever completely destroy it solely because of how like yeah. ingrained it is right now. So I, it would be some, in my opinion, like. Yeah, I mean, since the dawn of you know humanity, like it's it's going to be you know very difficult to get rid of. But at, at the same time, you know, the uh, there is a massive issue, you know, bullying in, in schools because you don't conform to one or the other identity. So you know, we just need to kind of be let people be themselves. Like, you know. I don't think it's been. The only thing I disagree. I don't think it's been with us since the dawn of time. Uh, it's definitely like a recent sort of. Um, well, long time. Yeah, it's it, it's like yeah, it's been it's been for a long time. But it's definitely a recent sort of like X should do this, Y should do this. It, it's it's mm. not like an oh, eternal. Kind of... yeah, yeah. yeah, like I think it was like I don't know, like it was like industrial revolution. It was like jobs were like, Wait, oh, you should. It's about gender also. I think so. Yeah. Oh, much longer, much, much, much longer. Is that okay? I'm done. This. Um, like the theory is at the moment because we don't quite know where they come from. Is they actually come through nature? But it's it's literally like. Pre ancient civilizations, there's evidence of at least some gender roles. Like it's always, 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 always going to be a thing in history. Like it's only recently changed in the last hundred years, to be honest, since the women's suffrage movement in Western Europe and America has actually been a questioning about the roles of gender. And even then, it was only about women's involvement in politics. So I don't think it's definitely been a big thing since not from the dawn of time, but definitely from. Human civilization has existed, generals have existed. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I guess, uh, That's what I think uh, it... Okay, th thank you. That's what I think is a difficult thing, that, like, you said we can't destroy the idea of it, I don't think... I hope we could destroy it if he works hard enough, of course you can, but... I don't think it's fair to do that, because... People should be free to express themselves whatever way, and if a small group of society still wants to cling on to the idea that being a man means this, then leave them to it in a way, I suppose. Just yeah, leave yeah, them yeah. do that. Just as long as no one else is being forced onto it, there has to be a certain way. It's just up to you how you want to be. Yeah, I mean, if you want to force people down a certain certain route, or, you know, you know, like, it's, we don't want to be saying, or come across, you know, the, have the impression of saying that, you know, you cannot, you know, do stereotypical man things or stereotypical women things, you know. Just, you know, be yourself and, you know, those... If you're going to do it that way, which I think we probably should, you know, it would, um, you know, the, the, the whole, you know, binary gender thing probably won't go away. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, we should be accepting of, like, everybody, you know, is a, an individual and everybody has their own interests and people might do stereotypically boy and girl things at the same time or, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. Was um, another um, going back to the original question that Gabby asked, as far as um, like why is it why why should we distance ourselves from it? I guess it links back to the whole. But then I don't know if this is a bad thing. The thing about like girls feeling like they can't be X, as in like when you ask a person in your reception to draw a fireman, they'll always draw a man, kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know if that actually has. Is that a bad thing that they do that? What, like that? 
their like perception of this role is always filled out as a guy or this role is always filled out as a girl, that sort of thing. Yeah. I think the main reason that it's it's seen as bad, and it, it's a mix of like, because like feminine coded work is usually seen as less valuable because traditionally women were seen as less valuable when that became a thing, like industrial revolution, that sort of thing. So the reason that it is bad that women are like, oh yeah, girls do this job is because that job is less paying and that leads to like a, a difference in wage overall um, because it's like perceived as less valuable. So it's sort of like that's where the problem comes in. In, in, in my opinion, I mean, I, if, if there was no difference in pay, there's nothing wrong with saying, like, yeah, like, women are more encouraged to do this, guys are more encouraged to do that, because you're not stopping, as long as you're not actively discouraging someone from doing that, um, and you're not saying, oh, no, you should do this, you're a woman, you should do this, you're a man, you should do this, and he's like, no, I want to do that, it's like, no, you want to do this. If it's just, like, general portrayal, if there's no negatives from that, then there's, there's no negatives from that, but since there is, it's a problem right now, I think. Yeah, I agree. For sure. <clears throat> You're on fire today. Um, <clears throat> is that everything I've written down about this little Yeah, it is. Um, the the I'm I'm surprised that we've been talking about this for so long and it's been really interesting and I'm yes. I'm glad that we have been. because um, I thought it was gonna be like a few things at the start and then the thing that I've written down next is gonna be like the, the meat of this um, episode. Mm. So, That's the benefit of the free-form yeah, debate. Yeah, it yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. It's I been very cool, debate. everyone. Um, yeah. The, the, the thing that... Well, I mean, hopefully this is a big one. <laughs> um, <laughs> let, me, let me paint you a picture of how I came to see them find this issue. Um, it's presented itself in so many ways. It started off like... Um, we were watching this series where um, there was a woman um, who, in the past, was in a like a gang um, who would like beat up black people and exclusively black people. So she was like clearly racist and stuff. And then it like in the, um, she was she was married to a black person um, in the present t- of of the um, series. And then it like leaked out to everyone that she was like she had this past and stuff. And hmm. the whole idea of like, um, what was the wording? The whole idea of, uh, is it, can a originally racist person like her learn from her ways and be like forgiven? That whole concept is like, it's it's everywhere right now, I think. So that's that's the kind of like the, the, the core of it. But it's, it's come across in like, I don't know um, how many people have seen things like this, but... Um, an example of it is what happened with Jenna Marbles. She's like, um, she's a YouTuber um, who, like, in like 2010 and 11, had some like inadvertent comments, um, edgy content, and this also applies to Shane Dawson as well. And then since Black Lives Matter, it's literally been all of this kind of counselling has been in, within the last few days. People have been oh going boy. through old people's videos and content and stuff and looking for racism and they're finding it cancel culture is my favorite yeah but and and they're like seeing how they were before and then like raising up a stink and saying that they should delete them and stuff regardless of whether they've changed and they're not racist at all now so i don't know what people think is it 
Should should they feel a responsibility to private or delete their old content, or is it a thing that like because that was so common back in 2010, regardless of whether it should be or shouldn't be common, it was common back then to do that sort of thing. So does that excuse it, or does it mean that you should delete it or anything like that? There is a prime example. I can't. I think it was. I can't remember which one. It was like Looney Tunes and Warner Brothers or something. They they did like. You know, like, loads of old cartoons are just really racist yeah. and just really not good, and you would never even think of proposing something like that. What they did was, rather than censoring it and deleting it and pretending like, oh, I've never been this way, they put a disclaimer on the front saying that, like, this would never be accepted now, but in the time it was common, and, you know, that's, like, you know, we, we apologise for this, but for the in, in the interest of the public and everyone... Um, that we, we kept it this way, and you know, they, they put a disclaimer on it. Um, and so obviously that's like a company that's different to a, an individual person, like an individual content creator. Uh, so the way would be different to deal with that. But I don't think it should be taken down. I think like you know people can change. I I I am I am an unbeliever that anyone can change really, and like, everyone can improve and change for the better. But um, it doesn't mean that like just because you have like. If you have made mistakes in the past, they're in the past. As long as you've actively, like, worked to rectify those mistakes and learn from them and change and not make the same ones, you know, that's been, and that's been proven, and you've done better, you know, to, you know, I guess, even out or whatever, then good. You don't, you don't need to, like, get rid of that. So if someone did something bad in 2011, but then, after that, they've realised that they were wrong and they've apologised and then they've worked on it rather than just saying, sorry, Lamel. Then it's, you know, that's good. They have made that mistake, but they don't need to delete it. If they want to, that's fine, but they shouldn't feel pressured to get rid of that solely because, like, you know, they've already acknowledged that what they've done is wrong. So it doesn't mean that... I don't know, it's... Cancel culture mixed into them. It means that I just... It's not good. People just have nothing to do, so they spend like years scrolling through like old posts to find something <laughs> slightly questionable, so they can like jump on the bandwagon. You know, it's it's not it's not great. Yeah, I would, I would I'd agree with you know what you say. I mean, you know, with cancel culture, I mean, I think you know, this you know idea of you know formerly formerly racist people, you know, um, I think. They they can you know learn from their ways and become you know normal nice people, but I think at the same time they need to you know be held accountable you know for what they did in the past, not like you know like to court whatever, but like you know by rectifying their mistakes as you say. Um, but I think you know the whole you know cancel culture movement. I think if you look at the people or you know ordinary people or other you know high you know very famous people that, you know, blaming, publicly shaming other people. If you look at some of their, of some of the past things that they've said, you know, you could probably find, you know, all sorts of controversial things that they might have said, so, you know, it might be kind of, count, a little bit uh, contradictory, you know, but I think, you know, with um, cancel culture, as long as, you know, these people, you know, that are being cancelled, you know, sort of learn from their, you know, mistakes, you know, um, then that's 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 the main thing really, and they shouldn't just have be you know constantly ridiculed and constantly you know having it brought up to them all the time. Like even after the whole thing blows over, and people still you know keep harassing them about it. I mean, it cancel culture you know it sort of you know 
it, 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 so, it makes them kind of rectify their mistakes, but it can get to a point where it gets so toxic and it gets, you know, it's, it constantly, you know, belittles them that they sort of feel like, you know, they're kind of denied, you know, their voice, like, but yeah, mm. I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going about, on about, but, you know, that's just kind of what I think, like, mm. Yeah, I agree with that a lot, really. I mm. feel like a lot of this, uh, stuff going on, it kind of feels like Salem Witch Trolls, where they're just, like the McCarthy things in America, where they're just picking out people and, and tie them down to a cause and they can manipulate and criticise mm. to take them out. And I feel like a lot of people are taking advantage of it. And they're saying, oh, well, that person needs to go, let's just, you know, pin them down to this. And then they say, like, it's not fair to keep bringing up things from the past. Especially that person that has come to terms with it and publicly declared that they apologise or recognise it's wrong. Like, the YouTuber KSI, uh, you know, he used to be very disrespectful with women early on. That's basically how he became popular. He used to have a face called the rape face. How inappropriate would that be? Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But he, he since made a video where he's apologised and he emphasises respect for women. And those videos often do those things. And I think most of them are still online. You can still watch them. He hasn't taken them down. He's explained how he was younger. Didn't really understand. You know, I feel like if people have concerns, everyone can change. You know, everyone can realise how something they did in the past was completely wrong. I don't think any humans are capable of doing that. Forgiveness is like that's such an important morally uh, tool. Yeah, I mean, we are human beings, and human beings make mistakes. They do. Um... Yeah. Um, as long as you can rectify them. Something that I don't know what I think about is like because so for example with the whole using Logan Paul as an example with his Suicide Forest video and being disrespectful yeah. for like suicide and stuff. <clears throat> um, there was a because at the at the onset it was like he did some he like did a really insincere apology and obviously no one even remotely forgave him for that because he didn't deserve it and it showed that he didn't learn from it. But yep. then. I think what's happening here, because with Jenna Marble, she did a, in my opinion, she did a really sincere apology, but then, because obviously if, if it's insincere, then there's no justification to forgive them and move on because it shows that they haven't learned, but then... It's not an apology at that point. Yeah, exactly. But then some people who do do sincere ones, they still get fucked over like Jenna Marbles is just because um, people want to cancel it want to just like ruin people's careers and stuff so um i don't know what to what, what the solution to that is i don't think there is yeah, yeah. i feel like my main point this as well is a lot of people do use this tool like you see it in politics so much it's actually ridiculous both any side don't care what you know political party is they always like pick out an individual the leader the right leader and go to their past and pick out things they can use as weapons like there was a leader that lived them for longer i can't remember which one it was but he was a Christian, and he was open about it. He he was he thought uh, homosexuality is a sin. You know, he said he was opposed to it, but he would never oppose it in law because he's a liberal and part of his entity is everyone's free to do what they want. But in a lot of the the press rooms things, he they always criticised him for it. And said, "Are you okay for being gay?" And he had to you know keep saying over and over, even though he said you know he's not in any intention to harm or anything. I think it's ridiculous how people take it to extremes. I think. A lot of people who say that I should do and just feel self-righteous by 
the power that they think they have, or oh, I can shut people down by picking out this one comment from years ago. It's just ridiculous, it really is. Hundred mm. percent. Um, another thing that's sort of related to this about like people changing and stuff is how like a lot of uh, I can't remember which one it is. It's either systematic or systemic, but one of those one one of those types of racism is the one that's um, 99% unconscious. Um, and as far as like racist people, it's gonna it's not well it's still difficult, but it's not impossible to make people um, consciously less racist. But then there are things um, where it's a bit more difficult and. Things like juries and just just people in the street contributing to racism unconsciously. And as far as like, um, what was it, uh, learning from their mistakes and stuff, there's only so much that you can do. And I wonder what's the best method to approaching um, solving unconscious racism. Because like, there was, a, there was an anecdote that I heard where um, there was a man who was married to a black woman that doesn't really matter actually, but um, he saw, he heard about there being a murder somewhere and then he saw later in the newspaper after having heard about it for ages that um, that it was a white woman and he like felt like, he said that he felt a little bit of relief that it wasn't a black woman and then like immediately was like, what the fuck, why am I feeling relieved about this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So And it's that kind of thing that's like, even if you're like, Racist, not racist on the outside. What, what do you? Can that be solved? Is it? Is that something that? I mean, I think you know the issue. Well, I think you know, trying to solve this. I think you know, what we should even really do is like you know, is focus on you know early development because like the first, um, first five years of your life are going to be really really fundamental to your views and you know, your how you behave consciously and subconsciously for the rest of your life. So I think, you know, sort of addressing that in those years, like teaching little kids, you know, that at the end of the day, you know, we're all human beings. Um, if you're white, if you're black, if you're Asian, it doesn't matter. Um, your, your opinion matters equally. Um, and, you know, value the individual. You know, I think addressing it at a young age uh, would, you know, help like you know I guess yeah yeah I think with the um what you're saying about like the dude being relieved that it wasn't a black woman then going hey wait what the fuck someone died that's still there um I don't think that like the initial thought I think there's anything wrong with like having the initial thought of like relief because like as long as you then immediately go like wait Hey, that's not cool. It's it's like you know, it's like the first thought is what you were conditioned to believe, and the second one is then what you actually believe. Yeah, I think it was like it's like with like intrusive thoughts or something like that. Um, that that's how um, like the differences were or something. Like that. I, I don't know. Brain is not good at explaining. But you get what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. There's nothing wrong with thinking something as long as you don't like. You can think literally whatever you want. It doesn't matter if people agree yeah, agree true. or disagree. Like you can think whatever you want. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you don't act on it. Then it's all good, you know. Yeah, they do say it's quite normal to have really weird thoughts regularly, don't they? 
Yeah, because like, like it, it, it's you know you can't help that like you know if if something's been portrayed in media constantly as being bad, your first thought and like initial reaction is bad thing, and you're like, wait, that's no, just a guy. What the fuck? Why am I thinking that? That's just like it's just you know. There's nothing wrong with immediately, like, if, as long as you are conscious about, like, this unconscious bias and you don't act on the yeah. unconscious bias, then it's fine. Like, you just need to learn and change from it. True. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it reminds me, I think, um, I can't remember what the name is, there's a study in America where they asked people on, like, uh, train stations and the uh, subway, whatever it's called over there, um, if they felt like pushing people over behind them. And I think there's a really high amount of understanding that actually, it crossed their mind. Like, it wasn't a... a chosen for, but they didn't think, oh, I can push them. So I feel like a lot of us do have those kind of thoughts that just pop up the subconscious, and I think they probably come, yeah, like you say, conditioned from childhood from several different places. Mm, I don't yeah. know how you approach that. I think it, it matters that they do have that second voice after saying, well, why do I think that? Or I wouldn't push them, that's stupid, I don't really want to anyway. You know, that that is their real belief, I suppose. Yeah, I think the, the devil and the angel sitting on your shoulder yeah. of applies here, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. similarly, I heard that, um, like, when you stand on the edge of a, a train station platform at the top of a high building, have you ever thought, what if I jumped? Oh, and definitely, it's sort yeah. of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard that yeah, sort I, of an actual, just general natural phenomenon is that that's the easiest thing to do in that situation. Interesting. So we're thoughts. just lazy and think, why don't I just no out? Mm. So, luckily, um, I think they're called well, most of us don't act on that. But yeah, that's just sort of a random phenomenon of our brains. And uh, I actually have to go, so I just wanted oh, okay. to... So I thought I might actually be part of the outro this time, but I <laughs> guess not. <laughs> but um, I just uh, guess something to think about is, how would you measure implicit bias? Because that's one of my main... Skepticisms of the idea is when people talk about it is um how yeah, to find out how implicitly someone is biased and yeah. in what way. Yeah, it's difficult to do because, or if you want to try and measure it, and if you want to you know, talk to people that say, "Hey, are you having these you know subconscious thoughts?" It's difficult because their actual conscious is responding here, and you can't get to their unconscious. Like, um, so yeah, it's difficult. Um, also, one thing that, um... um bye, sorry. Bye-bye, right, thank you for coming. Bye. Thanks for coming. Right, right. Um, right. Yeah, I think, well, one thing, I'm not sure if you, you guys have heard about this, but uh, have you heard of the doll test? Where basically there's, like, um, these, like, five-year-olds or four-year-olds or whatever, and they put two dolls in front of them, one's white and another's black, and the researcher asks them, who do you think is the good one and who do you think is the bad one? And nearly all, always, you know, well, with white, white kids anyway, they'll say the white one's the good one, the black one's the bad one, you know, because, like, it's, these thoughts are sort of, like, you know, preconditioned, subconscious thoughts, are, you know, they're preconditioned at, you know, such a, you know, young age, and if you, you know, um, you know, from a child's perspective, um, you, your subconscious thoughts, you know, aren't really questioned by your actual conscious, like, yeah, I don't know, I just like, playing out, yeah. Mm. It is very true, and I think, I think the whole measuring it thing is really interesting because something that I, an Instagram post that I saw that was, um, it was saying, like, um, there was this story about how this girl was being, like, racially abused and stuff, and that was, like, 60 years ago. 
and then it obviously just by maths it turns out that a lot of the people running the country have lived in a extremely racist society so must have yeah, some must level have. of um, racism and a thought that I had was regard like regardless of their like devil advocate good angel thing is that enough to say that they're like we should be a bit cautious about letting them run when they might have unconscious things that they're not aware of like some things like being less relieved that a black woman um, was killed that's like a that's probably gonna sound alarm bells but there are gonna be other things like just being less like just paying attention less or something like that where it's harder to tell that you're doing it are those kind of things going to influence someone in power because they've lived in a, so it's a racist society and does that mean that we should treat them differently or something I mean I guess well with that I mean you know, if you look, you know all of these you know world leaders are you know human beings and like you know these um, subconscious thoughts um, you know everybody experiences them pretty much um, you know including world leaders so I think what we should address this in like how can we make society less racist but I, I, I don't know it's like mm. yeah mm. it is it is it is difficult um, there's not there's, there's never there's never one fix all that people Unconscious bias is strange and hard to deal with because it's unconscious and like there's not really, it's, yeah. it's difficult to measure because no one's going to be truly honest and it's fucking hard to be truly honest. I mean, you can't just say, yeah, unconsciously I think this because that's affected by your conscious self. So it's like there's no easy way out or way to do it, I guess. Yeah, um, because you know yeah. your conscious self knows that you know racism equals fairs. And if you're having, you know, subconscious racist thoughts, your conscious is going to be like, no, you mustn't portray yourself as being a racist. Let's not tell tell the researchers about this or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And th so it's like, it's like, what do you do when you can't measure something? You want to reduce something you can't measure. Mm. Like, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> because you can't really feasibly do anything. Because you, if you can't measure it, you, you can't do shit. You know, like you can reduce the impact of. Um, of it by, I guess, having councils of people, or I guess not acting on unconscious biases. But again, easier said than done. Mm. So it's it, 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 it's hard. It's hard to achieve. Um, yeah. And eliminating it is something that you can't do like immediately. It's I mean, that takes a hell of a lot of time. So it's sort mm. of ah yeah. Because that's the. I'm sorry, I can't solve racism. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, that's, that's, I think that's probably the justification behind suggesting that um, people live, who have lived in racist societies are less fit to run things and why people... Because like in a hundred years, where hopefully racism is less of a thing, um, the people who are going to be living in that society, regardless of their like genetics or anything, just because they're in a less racist society, they're just intrinsically going to be less racist than people living a hundred years ago, regardless of how nice they are or anything, and I wonder, does, does anyone think that there's like any legitimacy at all, like any small thing that would justify like restricting them in any way because of their background being more I racist? Mean, 
Over time, they're just gonna be sorted out anyways, because they're not immortal. So, like, it's not like there's one person who, like, these people who've lived in a racist society are going to forever be like this. But, yeah. um, it, it depends, because if they are, like, if they are holding the views of the racist society still, and they, and they act upon it, then it's sort of, like, well, that, that's when they shouldn't be in, in the position, but it's like, you can argue that we already do that, like, we, we can already vote people in and out, so there's no yeah, change that true. can be made, um, different to what we are, because it's like, yeah, no, you can just say, nah, they're doing a bad job, we'll, we'll, we'll take them out. That's very true, I don't actually. Know. Obviously nothing ever works if it doesn't theory, because there's always more factors than there is in theory, so it's sort of difficult to say, oh, but we already do that, because different things happen, and not everyone has an impact in literally every decision that's made, so there's still the argument of, if they get voted in, they have these views, and it doesn't come to fruition until they're voted in, you can't immediately just vote them out, because they have a period of time where they are in power, yeah. be that, like, a couple of days, or a full term, whatever, however long the term is in whichever country or place that we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I suppose one of the main problems as well, if you did, like, exclude people because they were from a more racist society, is you could have a problem where before elections, it's like, people try to take advantage of it and try to prove each other's racist and it gets out of hand because it's oh, such an easy way to take out one of your opponents. Like, and I feel like, you know, it's another witch trial. I mean, let people vote on it, because if you just said, oh, you know, he's born as such and such, or she's born as such and such, and, you know, there's evidence that they've done this before, well, then people might respond to that and vote for it at the end of the day. And as I say, over time, it will just filter out, because statistically, younger people are usually a lot more anti-racist and more liberally minded, so I don't think it should be much of an issue, really. Yeah, I, I, I kind of realised the, the way that you um, explained it in the way that's like, how it is. Weaponizing cancel culture. Yeah, it's... Weaponizing cancel culture. It's, ca mm. it's cancel culture, but requires yeah. less evidence, because it's just, uh, your birthday was then, uh, you're racist. You were born on 9-11, yeah, like, therefore. In regards, that's just age discrimination. Yeah. Like, it's pretty wacky. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point, sir. That's, that's very true. <clears throat> yeah. Um... Yeah, that was a very su successful podcast. Uh, oh, by the way, this um, reminds me of uh, something I wanted to ask you guys about. What can I say about it? Go. Yeah, go ahead. Um, have you heard of the movie called uh, White Girls? Nope. No, I haven't, no. Uh, there's a lot of controversy at the moment, because basically it's a comedy film where two black cops in America go undercover by painting, like, they paint, paint themselves white and then wear women's clothes and they act like stereotypical kind of, you know, white chalet girls in America. And a lot yeah. of people said that when it came out, a lot of white girls were really badly offended by it because of how they were being negatively racially stereotyped. And it's, I think it's quite an old film from the 90s, or fast at least. And a lot of people now are saying that it's unfair how things like Little Britain and stuff are being taken down with this blackface and next stereotypes, but that's not coming down as well. I just wonder what your guys' thoughts are on that. It depends. It depends because it's sort of like, you know, blackface being tradition. Blackface has the history of, like, yeah, that has the connotations of if you're wearing blackface, back when that was a popular thing, you were pretending to be a character that was intrinsically worse than other characters that were white because they were black. 
So you know, you'd always, they'd always, they'd always, you know, they pretend to be dumb, they pretend to be like you know, brutish or whatever, and that that's like the history of those stereotypes. Whereas now, like this, like the current stereotypes of white people is like Valley Girl, and that's not necessarily like that doesn't really have a history of like a whole lot of bad stuff behind it. If anything, that stereotype is bad because the accent's a bit annoying to some people, and like they use the word like too much sometimes, and it's sort of I don't know. I, I feel like because it, it it lacks the history of like massive oppression and just general. Like they're not wearing that to make fun of white people um, for being lesser. They're wearing it just to make fun of white people, like full stop. Which is fine. I think the jokes about white people never using any spice in their cooking, or just British people, I guess, is very funny. Um, yeah. But I can understand why it would definitely feel like, oh well, it's okay to do it for us, but not for them. But I think it yeah. defeats the point of like, you know, it's it's not really okay to do. Either, but at the same time, the reason it's not okay to do it for one is different to not okay to do the other. Because making someone a bit uncomfortable now is completely different to people laughing at you because they think that you're basically an animal. Yeah, because like I just wanted to add as well, like, a lot of the people are complaining that the way the white girls are portrayed is like they don't want to get their hands dirty. They're kind of a little bit afraid of things getting you know intense or anything like that, and they're a little bit dumb, you know, like you know, like the idea of what's called. Uh, blonde hair, like, you know, they're a bit, bit, bit more, yeah, yeah, and yeah. A lot of people were offended by the idea how they, they were kind of portrayed like that. Oh no, there's, I think personally that it's, it is kind of offensive still, but as you say, there's, there's no history there of any racial oppression or anything. It's, as the race with blackface is definitely a much longer, much more darker history. I just, I don't, I do think that maybe they should listen to people though. Got a disclaimer <laughs> and saying how some people might be offended by it because. I can see how. I mean, I don't think it's really about race, more about gender, because they kind of focus on the idea of them being young women, making them kind of being a bit less, um, what's the word, intelligent and a bit more intimidated by things that scare them. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly a mix, actually. Come to think of it, um, and yeah, now you said that it is. Um, there's a lot of the stereotypes of like a white girl is different to stereotypes of white guys, and how they're different, like they're charged differently and. If, especially if it's a girl, they tend to be more negative uh, than if it's a guy. So that is interesting, actually, yeah. Um, it probably just shouldn't... Like, racial human probably shouldn't just be acted upon, because in general it's just kind of lazy, in my opinion. If you can't write a joke that isn't, haha, they are from X, then you're probably not the best comedian. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, very like a, it's very much a cop-out comedy, so in general probably shouldn't be done if you want like the funniest things. So yeah. I don't know. It's um, it's certainly not perfect, but I think it's not as bad because it's without the history. But and that's that's my opinion. It's 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 very probably a uh, wrong and certainly up to debate. So I don't know. Hmm. So you make the valid points, indeed. <clears throat> Y'all do be kind of woke, though. <laughs> it's like I'm awake. <laughs> yes. Have we any other things we want to talk about? Because I think it's probably been it's like it's an hour and forty minutes, so yeah. <laughs> we've been going for a while. Uh, shall we just we bring to a close? I Is that all? Or? Should, I think I'll do that. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, I. So, is it time for the the gamer closing statement? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. All right. So yeah. 
that that was that was uh, that was the big wrangle. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Do we want to uh, do some rounds again? Say who you were, or do you, do you just want to close it off there and say thanks for watching <clears throat> or listening, depending on what you're doing, I guess. Thanks for smelling. Yeah. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for observing us in yeah. any medium that you see fit. Um, I guess, yeah. Uh, join us again next time yeah. for another good podcast. Thanks for coming. Ooh, See you next whoa, time. Whoa. Thank oh. uh, also, um, everyone who joined, you're really, really good at talking and podcasting, genuinely, and it's been really interesting. So thank you all for coming. <laughs> yeah, thank, um, you. thank you, everyone who joined. Sam, thank you, Sam, for uh, editing. Sam, yeah. we love you. Um, thank you guys. Thank thank um, Oscar and Kai as well. Thank you for I guess organizing this and, and scheduling it. Yeah, yeah cheers and, guys, it's really yeah. good. I love you. Uh, uh, again, also <laughs> thank you Kai for getting a lot of points as well. You're kind of uh, you're you're certainly the master of no awkward pauses. Um, and yeah, <laughs> you uh, in real life. Sadly, I have. Yeah, no. I've been cancelled by Ethan now. <laughs> cancel culture. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Uh, that, that's it. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. bye like, bye, subscribe, bye. comment, bye. share. Bye. Bye. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Sam, end the recording uh, here. This is it. Bye. Yeah. Sam, <laughs> go away. Cut. cut.